Well, you know the old song, you know, when the sun in the sky causes your skin all to fry, that's the mare. That one was bad. Well, you know, when you curse an opponent, you can do extra damage to him. Yeah. This book cannot be from a mighty wizard, can it? Probably not. The wizards become mighty by not dying young. Exactly, we're very squishy at low levels. <laughs> and I'm gonna ray a frost. Okay. With a nat 20. Oh. oh. Chapter 245. The Kittens Part 2, Cats in the Sand. Okay. So in the last episode, we had introduced ourselves to a new group of tabaxi, a bunch of kittens fresh out of, uh, fresh out of kitten garden, mm -mm. out of the, the tabaxi training school. And they had gotten mixed up in a bit of a problem. Uh, apparently they had been uh, carted along with a uh, group of tabaxi that were going to uh, try to deliver a spell book to Galchabar over in Savitas Cataracta. And then apparently the plan after that was to travel up into the mountains above Savitas Cataracta to where there's a readout, um, a uh, fortification that uh, the tabaxi barbarians, the uh, tabaxis of the mountains uh, live in and to, uh, you know, go to ground there for a while. Um, unfortunately, that didn't work out quite as well as they're hoping as the undead caught up to you all and you had to flee um, and actually even had an encounter with one of the undead suggesting that perhaps the, either the uh, adults were overrun by the undead or perhaps that they uh, were unable to hold the undead back. Either way, the uh, undead had, had penetrated through and you uh, took to your heels and ran away as fast as you could. And that's where we find you now. You're in the foothills above the uh, great ancient uh, high road, or at least what's left of it as it closes in on Calium Sedes. And um, yeah, you have to figure out what you want to do. You've got this book. You know you have to get it to uh, Suvidis Cataracta. Um, how are you going to achieve that last part of it? Uh, you have no idea, but perhaps you'll wait until... Uh, until that actually get, you know, cross that bridge when you get to it. But now the uh, problem that faces you is that you're on the northwest side of Calium Sedes, or the ruins thereof, and you have to somehow get to the southeast side of that, you know, past the delta and all that. And so there's really kind of two ways to go there that you know. Um, you could continue down south and actually make your way through the tropical delta regions around Calium Sedes, or you could actually strike out into the uh, mare and try to go the sort of the dusty sandy way and uh, try to cross that um, 
And so that's uh, those those are the two options that seem to come to mind. But but there we are, and and there you sit. So, what are you going to do? Sunset has the book, so Sunset shall direct us. That doesn't mean I know where to go, just because I have the book. Um, all I was told was south. Bear of the book, where do we go? Lead us. Well, of all the people here, I think probably you're all looking at uh, Truck right now with her uh, barbarian um, upbringing. The, this rough life in the wild seems to most directly uh, uh, suggest her. as uh, She doesn't have the book. She does not. I mean, if we take the Mare route, we'll know if anyone's coming from any direction. That sounds like a good idea. To the Mare. We're waiting to Tamare to go? <laughs> we should really be traveling at night, though, with the weather in the desert. Well, you know the old song, you know, when the sun in the sky causes your skin all to fry, that's the Mare. That one was bad. So what do we do? It seems like we should get this to this Galchabar as quickly as possible. Yeah, we have to we have to cross the Mare, right? Well, you have to get around Kalium Sede's one way or the other, either going through the tropical delta or going, you know, cutting across the Mare uh, where it's still pretty decent footing and the, the river isn't too deep. Um, and, you know, th- those are the two ways to get past Kalium Sede's. I, I think closer to the Mare is better. Yes. It certainly does make it harder to get lost. I will be the first to stand up and start heading out. I'm going to like, so I absolutely would like to be the leader, even though I know I'm deeply unqualified to be. So I'm going to hold the book out in front of me as if it's leading me. And I'm just going to follow truck though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Do roll for me deception on that. Or performance, whatever's better for you. I think that should be performance. I choose to critical fail to read this. I don't have any modifiers to performance. Let me see what I have for deception. Oh, no. Yeah, just 17. Oh, I rolled an 18. Okay. But I'm going to choose well, but, to ignore. But, but, so you but, know I'm absolutely full of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but with the 17, um, yeah, you do, you do a pretty uh, convincing job of... of uh, you know, acting as if the book is drawing you along. I'll so. be like walking right next to her and like she goes to turn the wrong way and I like move her shoulders a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tug on her <laughs> sleeve so she's going the right direction. It makes sense for the wizard to lead this quest of wizardry. It does. Yes. Especially when there's a book that's telling you exactly where you need to go. Very good. Okay, so um, you guys start taking off, and um, it's really only a couple of hours until dawn, and you, you find yourself basically on the edge of the mare. You, you've crossed the shattered pavement of the old high road and gone through the kind of grassy downs, um, and yeah, the sun is just beginning to come up on the other side of the mare. It's glaring off of the uh, the uh, talcum powder-like sand of, of the uh, sea of dust. And uh, what do you want to do? Are, are you going to stop at this point or are you going to keep going into the mare? I'm going to do whatever truck does. 
<laughs> I'm going to defer to the group. Do we want to rest now and then travel at night? Or do we want to travel now and sleep later in the day? I think we should rest now. Or perhaps we should just push through and rest when our mission is closer to being done. I'm well, fine either way. Um, everybody roll for me a survival check. Oh, yeah. 12. 11. Oh. 13. Non-natural 20. Ooh. <laughs> Four. Okay. Um, Nep, you are worried that it's going to take like several days to cross the Mare route to uh, get to the uh, shaded forest lands on the opposite side. Um, the rest of you think that, you know, from what, you know, maps you've seen uh, there at uh, the Tabaxi Treehouse, that you believe that um, you could cross the Mare here at the delta end of it within a day so if you took off at you know at sunset you would as sun was rising at once again on the east side you would be able to you'd just be uh just be coming uh to the opposite side and uh then um snow you are absolutely sure that it's just a single day's travel you know you you you've you know poured over a map of of this part of the uh of this part of the, the mare pretty carefully and you were pretty pretty 100% sure that if you take off at uh, last light that by first light you'll be on the opposite side. Yeah, I think resting now would be the best option for us. Are we on like a path at all or No, not at all. Okay, so we're in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So okay. It's just the grasslands out here. I'm going to find a more shaded area in a thicker part so we're even more hidden. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sprawl out on the ground. Okay. Real good. So you guys all bed down then? Is that what you're going to do? We should probably keep watch. If we must. I'll make a whole show of it. Like, like I was, like, struggling to see which direction the book was going to go. And then as soon as I, like, understood in the background that people were deciding we should rest, I'm going to make, like, a dramatic, like, sitting down because the book pulled me to to rest okay very good actually roll performance on that again 16 okay yeah so you do a, a real good show of of uh getting uh you know the, the book to tell you where to, to set down um and so you uh hunker down um you find some really big parts of grass um and are you just going to knock off or are you actually going to set guards or what are you going to do I think we should set guards. Are we smart enough to set guards? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Considering that, like, we've been seeing the adults do it the entire time. And I feel like being part of a group of people who are, like, secretive, we would think to do that. You pay attention to the adults. Anyway, okay. How many, how many watches do we need? Three, so, four? Yeah, you're going to have to have at least four of them. I will take three. I'll take four. Okay. One. I'll so, take two. Because so. we need our wizard to rest so she yes, can read the course. book. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, good. Um, and uh, so uh, first, first watch, give me a perception check. 
Why is it only perception that I'm so bad at? I get such high rolls for everything else, but for this, I got a nine. Okay. So yeah, you're sitting there in the, in the, uh, in the grasses and, and, um, there's a few alarming little starts that happen, but you realize it's just animals in the, uh, you know, playing in the grasses or hunting in the grasses, but nothing else, nothing helps, um, happens in, in your, your watch. And then, um, as the sun is about, uh, midway up the, the horizon, you realize it's time to wake up the the next person and you go wake up the, the second watch. And uh, then you go curl up in the sun and, and it is glorious. You're able just to kind of curl up this, the sun is bathing your fur. Um, couldn't, couldn't be better. And uh, the second watch. Already. Wow. Another stellar roll five. Okay. And you actually get an absolute fright uh, claw. You are just uh peacefully enjoying yourself uh you know not, there's a couple of bugs buzzing around that sort of thing and then you hear voices and you just kind of go cold and you realize that it's um some travelers um looks like human travelers on the uh, roadway and and you know it, granted that's a good couple hundred yards distant but you didn't even hear them to the last minute and then they go kind of on their way south, apparently some sort of business down at uh, Calium Sede's or, or uh, thereabouts. Um, but yeah, it does it does give you a pretty good start when that happens. Um, but then about uh, noontime, you uh, shake the next person awake and you get a chance to nap in the sun. So uh, number three, I got an eighteen. Okay. So yeah, you you are a little bit more on it uh, there, Nep, and you. Um, but you would actually hear nothing pretty much. You, you are uh, in tune to everything going on and it's just some animals and that's about it. And then uh, finally, number four. Uh, 16. Okay. And truck, you actually are most of the way into your watch. The sun is just beginning to creep behind the mountains to your West. And um, it's shadows are getting kind of long and you become aware that there are some creatures at the edge of the forest, um, just at the extreme um, edge of your vision. And you aren't really sure if they are friendly or um, not, but just the fact the way they're creeping out of the forest, sticking to the shadows, gives you a really chilling feeling that, uh, you know, you get a real bad feeling in the pit of your stomach. If I wake everyone up now, will they get their long rest? Yes, yeah. Every everyone's had their sleep now. It's almost the end of end of the uh, day. I'm gonna quietly shake them all awake, uh, pointing out the different creatures, and, and then prompting us to try to move along. And uh, they seem to have the creatures seem to have disappeared into the shadows. Um, at the uh, like the extent of your vision. So actually, everybody roll for me investigation. Investigation. Seven. Five. Three. Seven. Four. Woo! <laughs> so yeah, none of you can see these creatures that... In fact, even Truck, you can't even see them anymore. But that makes it seem even more sinister to you that they disappeared so readily. Um, so what are you going to do? 
I'm gonna start getting our stuff and walking to the mare. Okay. Like, where's the book pointing? As I make my way in that direction. Okay, and you are able to, uh, you know, the the mare, as you know, is just one giant sea of dust, um, and at its thickest point. It can take, you know, almost a week to trek across it. Not that anybody ever does that, but if you should. But down where you are, you're actually skirting the edge of one of the water channels of the delta that the Great River uh, makes when it reappears from the sands of the Mare. So the footing here is actually pretty solid. Um, it's still kind of dusty and, and uh, you know, sand duny. But unlike the middle of the Mare where, or even maybe even a day's journey into the Mare from where you are, um, or even several hours really into the Mare, where it just becomes this trackless waste that's difficult even to walk through. It's like walking through snow. Um, here, the, the, uh, the footing is, is at least solid under your feet. Um, and after about, uh, you know, two or three hours, you realize that what you're looking at in front of you, off to your right, has been the water channel that you've been following. And you realize that it's branching out and you hit the Great River as it extends into the desert. And, and uh, then uh, snow, you know from your, studying your maps that uh, off in that direction it goes for you know better part of a day but then it uh, just kind of disappears into the sands of the mare itself. And uh, yeah, you're looking at it here, and it's a fairly sizable river, although very shallow at this point. It still seems to run mostly under the sand. Um, so you're going to have to wade across it or something this, at this point in time, um, or basically take an entire day going into the mare to get around it. So I'm not afraid to get my paws wet. Is everyone going to do that as well? Yeah. Okay. Let's cross. The compels me. Um, so everybody give for me a acrobatics check as you're going across. Can I hand them each like a, dra a javelin for like a walking stick to do, help them? Do you have multiple javelins? I have four javelins. Okay. And a great sword. So I can just use my great sword as a walking stick. Okay. And uh, yeah, you can definitely do that. So everyone can do it with, acro with uh, advantage. Woo. Oh my god. 17. What is it, acrobatics? 21. I'm glad I have 19. Nine. What was that, Nep? 23. Okay, and so what was the worst one we got in this hole? Nine. Nine? Okay. So, um... I'm glad I have high decks. So, um... Truck gives each of you a, uh... Uh, javelin of, of hers to uh, and, and is kind of showing you it's like okay go like this go like this go like this and um, then puts her greatsword down into kind of a little hollow she didn't see and she actually goes all the way down to one knee and so she's kind of wet up to mid thigh on that leg um, but that's about the worst thing that happens you guys are able to uh, carefully wade across the river and it takes about a good hour to carefully put your feet across it um, but then you find yourself on the other side, kind of shaking the uh, the water off your paws. And uh, you are just kind of heading out. Now, you know that Civitas Cataracta is off to the southeast from where you are. Uh, but the water, the other um, water channel um, in the delta there pretty much goes due south. 
So do, do you want to parallel the water channel and uh, do south, or do you want to kind of cut more southeast into the more powdery part of the uh, the mare to try to get away, you know, cut, cut down on your, uh, your travel time? Follow the channel. I'll follow the channel. I mean, de facto I mean, to the book. Yeah, I mean, the where's book the book say? heading? Where's the book heading? Where, um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to 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 tell where it's where it's pulling me towards, and I'll kind of follow the like, river. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna start walking towards the river. Towards the river. Okay, so you're just gonna keep yourself uh, with the water channel on your right, heading almost due south. It goes a little southeast towards the end. Um, and you are walk walk walking and. You're probably a good two or three hours in at this point in time after this, so it's probably the uh, the coldest, darkest part of the night. Uh, the comet that you've seen is glowing, um, you know, just like a huge beacon in the heavens. It, it extends almost from one horizon to the other. It's so huge now. Um, and that gives you a little bit of extra light. And then everybody, roll for me, perception. Natural 20. For 23. Non-natural 20. 22. Non-natural 20. 19. Wow. <laughs> this is hilarious considering how poorly you rolled before. But you are all walking along and then almost as a group, you all just kind of stop. Because you realize that individually, you realize that there are some sort of forms that are hiding in some of the kind of like the little sand duny regions all the way around you. Um, Truck, you're sure there's one off to your left in front and then uh, sunset. You're sure there's one to the right in front and then shadow and uh, claw or shadow claw and uh, nep. You think that there are ones behind you to your right and left. And you kind of suddenly realize that you're surrounded by creatures. I'm ready my blade. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to run I'm gonna out. Use I'm gonna my, run out. Um, Sorry. I'm going to use my vigilant blessing again on myself. I'm going to run out and swipe at the one in front of us. Okay. Well, hang on a second here. So um, let us roll some initiative here. So truck. 18. And sunset. Nine. And Claw? 22. And Snow? 15. And Nep? 17. Okay, so pretty good ones there. And what do these creatures look like again? Okay, so yes, you become aware that there are creatures around there. And actually, yeah, if you want to know what they are, you can really quickly do a um, nature check. 11. What was that truck? 12. Okay. 8. 15. 4. Okay, so um, for most of you, these are just dark shapes in the darkness. Uh, for a couple of you, you realize that they have feline forms. And then Sunset, you you realize just as the uh, they spring to the attack that these are shadow or excuse me these are sand cats so these are basically nomadic um panther type cats that uh naturally haunt 
the edges of the mare and they, they have really wide paws so they can walk on the, the sandy surface and, and uh, be still relatively mobile. And um, despite the fact that your cats and their cats, um, food is pretty rare to come by out here in the mare and you're all really delicious. So uh, a lot of times they'll do exactly what they've done here. Well, they're nice tawny coats. They'll go hunker down in the sand and they almost blend right in. And then they spring to the attack when their victims are right in the middle of their pack, which is apparently what they're doing right now. Okay. I'm going to be a sand cat. So, top of the round. You're surrounded by sand cats and uh, claw. There are four of them all in the various cardinal directions. What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, I see the one closest to me. I'm going to point my blade at it and use my bonus action in a tongue that you don't understand. I curse, I curse it. That's me. So I curse the one to your there. Behind you to your left. Okay. Yeah. And we will call that one gray. That one is blue. Okay. We'll call that one blue. Since... We'll, call it, we'll call it yellow because I put a neon yellow. Okay. That was my bonus action. And it has got the Hexblade curse now. And I am going to walk up and do a two-handed swing with my longsword at it. Okay, so you spring to the attack before it can spring to the attack. And we're going to call that one blue. And then off to your front left is green. And then off to your front right is uh, beige. And then off to your rear right is brown. Okay, so I rolled a natural 20. Whoa. Whoa, okay, so you just chop into it. So 2d10. So that's 11 plus 4, 15 plus... And let me see, I get something else. My hex blade wire plus... Hmm. Plus 4, so 19. Okay. So yeah, you just hack into it and you just see uh, Claw just hack its head off as it uh, was preparing to spring upon you and, and the kitty cat goes down. Okay. And then next up is Green. And Green leaps forward at... Um, who's who's in the red robe on the side there? Red robe. The red robe is Snow. Snow. Okay. Leaps forward at Snow. And it uses its pounce attack on you and tries to claw you. Okay, and does a good job. That's a 21 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, so it claws you for four points of damage. However, you need to succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So give me a strength saving throw. 18. Okay, so you're able to withstand its attack. And then next up is um, Brown, who jumps forward. And that's what, Nep? That is Nep. Nep, okay. And so Nep, it comes jumping at you on its pounce attack. Um, Also gets a 21. So I'm going to assume that hits. So it uh, hits you with six points of damage. And I also need a strength saving throw. That is a 14. Okay, yes, you're also able to withstand its pounce attack. Okay, and next up is Truck. 
Okay, uh, I'm going to go into a rage. Uh, I'm going to let my feline instincts take over as I get into the heat of the battle. And I'm going to run over to beige. And lay down in a cardboard box? No, I'm going to hit it with my greatsword. Okay, so not that, not those feline instincts then. No. That is a 16 to hit. It does hit. Not the best damage. Uh, that is going to be nine points of damage. Okay, that severely wounds it, though. That's uh, you. You definitely gash into it pretty good. Okay, and Nep, you've got a uh, pouncing uh, sand cat on you. What are you gonna do? I will flash out with my short sword and attempt to strike it. Okay. That is a uh, twenty-four to hit. That definitely hits. For seven points of damage. Okay. Then as a bonus, if it's still around. It is still around. As a bonus action, with my other hand, I will punch it in the face. Okay. Punch, not claw, so it'll be a bludgeoning damage. If I hit. Which I likely will. That is a uh, 22 to hit. 22 definitely hits. For five more points of damage. Okay, and that's exactly what it takes to put Brown down, so he just knocks Brown completely out. Blue's out, right? Blue is out, yes. Okay, and then Snow, you've got one pouncing you. What are you going to do? I'm going to maul it with my Warhammer. Okay. Does a 12 hit? A 12 does hit exactly. <laughs> They're just cats. And this is with two hands as well. <laughs> 12 points of damage. 12 points? Okay, and you just see um, the uh, hammer come down upon its head and, and just smashes it into the ground. And then finally, Sunset, you get to go. There's one still left. Uh, Beige is fighting uh, with... Uh... All right, I'm going to do a little sidestep so that I'm more directly in line with it. Um, and I'm going to Ray of Frost. Okay. Yay. Woo! With a nat 20. Oh. So you, and... you use a uh, truck to uh, distract it and just blast it right in the face. Exactly. Um, and 11 points of damage. Okay. And you are able to finish that one off. You just see the thing get all frosty and collapse to the ground in front of you there, truck. That's our wizard. Mm-hmm. Okay. The best of the best. And uh, the uh, dust settles and, and you're uh, able to uh, move forward there. Does anybody need to roll hit dice or anything now that you've taken some damage? Did anyone yeah, I could use a short rest if people are, aren't opposed. We can. Yeah, I need to wrap my wounds. Okay, so you can perform a little first aid there, bandage up, use your hit dice or hit die at this level. So 19 points of damage, huh, Matt? That's uh, Hexblades are pretty uh, powerful. Hexblade works. Well, you know, when you curse an opponent, you can do extra damage to them. Yeah. There's a reason why I went from ant to a champion in the pits. Okay, how many points do you all get back? All of them, because I didn't take any damage. I got eight back, even though I only took four. Okay. And then uh, how about you there, uh, Claw? Or actually, Nep, you're the only one. The other one got hit. 
Now, I, uh, during this time, I was I was meditating and allowing the the shadow stuff to infuse me once more. I healed up to seven out of nine. Okay, which so, is enough to take one more hit, like I did, but not much more. I'll protect you. Sounds good. Okay, and so you uh, are going to hit the trail again. And um, just before dawn, um, it's kind of nice. You, you can actually see the um, grassy verge of the grasslands that border the, the mare. And um, you probably have just, you know, just before dawn, you probably have about an hour more to go. And uh, everyone roll for me perception again. 13. 14. Also 8. Okay, who got the highest one? I think I did with 14. I got a 16. Okay. Just kidding. So, um, Sunset, you um, catch with your little feline ears the uh, sound of voices ahead. And um, it's strange kind of croaking voices. It's not speaking um, a language you understand. Is it celestial, orcish, draconic, or elvish? Uh, no, none of those. Okay, good. I also speak draconic. I speak the language of the Fae. Does it sound like that? I also speak the language of the Fae. <laughs> it does not. I think we should do the uh, good tabaxi thing and avoid all outsiders. Can we see what Agreed. it is? Do you, do if, you wish if, to creep forward, truck, and see if, if you can... If they're dead, we no longer need to avoid them. Actually, avoiding them sounds really nice. It means you don't get hit really hard, like you did. What is the book telling us to do? Um, Please tell me the book says danger. fight. Ooh. Well, the, the book's telling us to head away from danger. And this book cannot be from a mighty wizard, can it? Probably not. Mighty wizards become mighty by not dying young. Exactly. We're very squishy at low levels. <laughs> well, Truck, did you want to creep forward and see if you could figure out what these things are? No. No? I think I might just go see. Okay. Give me a, give me I'm a gonna, I, I will stealthily this time go up and, and see okay. what I can see. Give give to me a stealth roll on your approach to uh whatever these things are. Well if another person's gonna do it, then 15. I'm gonna go along with them. Okay, you're gonna go with two truck? Yes. Okay, give me a roll of stealth. Twenty-three. Okay. And the two of you kind of creep forward. Um, get down on all four paws and, and uh, you know, put your bellies on the ground and you poke your nose over the nearest little sand pile with the, just a little bit of grass growing on it this close to the water channel and you're looking down and it's a group of people that are like frog humanoids. Um, you know, they've got the big old froggy mouths and eyes but they're dressed in actual kind of ragged tunics and they're carrying spears um, and there's a group of them and it's actually kind of headed in your direction. Um, and you notice just off in the distance there that there are a number of little huts right next to the water channel. And so apparently there's a, a small village of these creatures. 
and um, they're coming your direction. Hmm. I can distract them if you want to go warn the party. No, I think we should just sneak back. Yeah, they don't seem to have um, realized you're there. They're just kind of traveling in your direction. I'll, I'll signal to go back, and I'll start heading back to the party and telling them, Little Frog Town. Okay, so give me another stealth roll as you try to extricate yourself from the uh, oncoming creatures. 19. 19. Okay, so you sneak back to the group, and um, yeah, apparently there's these frog humanoids that are coming your direction, um, and they, they seem like they're, you know, you're coming down the banks of the water channel. They seem to be going up the banks of the water channel, whether they're a hunting party or, you know, some other gathering party or, uh, you know, patrol or maybe even just sightseers for the day. You don't really know, but there's definitely coming in your direction. And that's what we saw. So what are you going to do? Did they seem dangerous? Well, they're carrying spears. We're carrying They did not seem dangerous at all. And Were they like small frogs or like... No, they're me medium humanoids. So they're, they're like five feet tall, four and a half, five feet tall. And like I said, carrying spears, uh, although of you know rather crude make. Um, they're, they're simple fisher, fisher people and have no threat. We should wait till they pass and then continue on our way. We could also just sneak around them. The book says wait. What does the book oh, say? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, know? I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what are you going to do to hide from them? Um, are there are there tall enough trees? Uh, there's no real trees around here. There's just the sand dunes and a little bit of scrubby grass on the side of the uh, water channel. And, and you could, if you wanted to, just go wade out into the water and hunker down to your nose. They're the only thing sticking up. Uh, but that really doesn't recommend itself too much for a cat. That sounds like a lot of not fun. Or a book. Well, as I have the dark shadow-like fur, I might just lay myself out and appear to be a shadow or a blotch in the sand. Might just, like, burrow into the I'll, sand. I can find a spot in the dunes, like some scrubby spot of the dunes that I can blend into. Okay, so you guys are going to all try to get out into the, the mare just a tad bit into where, the, where the, it's a little hummocky and try to hide from them as they go by? Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody where roll. Where the book says we go. Everybody roll for me a stealth roll. 23. 22. <laughs> uh, five. 12. Seven. Okay. Um, well, that's hilarious. Okay, so um, you guys are up uh, just about parallel with them as, as they're walking by. And... Um, you see that as they approach, one of them just suddenly leaps into the water with his spear high and stabs downward and then comes out with a pretty good sized fish and, uh, you know, kind of loops that onto the, uh, a thong on their belt. And so you, you think that this is actually kind of a hunting party. Um, and there's uh, four of them as they go along. And just as they are parallel with you, all of a sudden sunset just gets a snoot full of the dust of the mare and sneezes. And the whole group of them just kind of wheels and looks in your direction. And um, Sunset and then also a Nep, uh, you realize that your ears are kind of standing up over the edge of the little sand dune that you're at. And you realize they have seen the two of you. And um, they start uh, gibbering back and forth in their frog tongue. 
Um, but it's not too difficult to, um, for them to, you know, to realize what they're basically saying is that there's four of them and two of you and, um, you look delicious and they're going to come get you. And so they run away. I'm going to step out of the dust right next to her and go, Maybe not you. run away. Oh, good. And so, uh, why doesn't everybody roll initiative? So truck. My initiative is a 23. Okay, and Sunset? Three. That would be two ones in a row. How about that? And Claw? 17. And uh, Snow? 22. And Nep? Nine. Okay, so they have turned and apparently are going to jump at the lot of you um, and probably try to impale you with their spears. So, Truck, you get to uh, go first. You stand up and say, bless you. And let's set up the board here. Should we try to tie? I don't want to be, like, super mean to them. I want to, like, not cause a war. They're attacking us, right? They are. I have a plan for myself, but yeah. Run away. I have a plan to take them all out. Just one wave of my greatsword. Right, are you going to wave bye-bye to the frog people? That I am. Okay, and so you guys are kind of in a line hidden in the, in the sand. And they are kind of in a line along the, the water channel behind them. And so on the far side, the far side is, we'll call that one tiny because it's the smallest one. And then the one in the middle, we'll call that one mace because it's got a mace. Then the next one we'll call sword. And then we'll call that last one spear. I'm going to, as as we approach, I ask truck to hold their action. I'm just going to talk to them. Okay. Um, they want to eat us. So, Truck, you are first. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to be hold a paw up and be like, we don't want to fight. We're just here to travel. How do they take it? Okay. And they seem very aggressive. Um, they seem a little less sure now that it looks like there's three of you and not two of you. Um, but they definitely are an aggressive posture as if they are about to leap to the attack. Um, and then snow, what are you going to do? I'm going to cast sleep. Okay. And the total number of hit points is 33. Okay. So you are all the way in the middle there. So, um, which side do you want to start from? We'll go on the left side. So, uh, spear goes actually move me forward 10 feet. Okay. So you step forward and cast a lullaby on them and what's the range on it 20 feet that's why i step forward okay. you can get all three okay if i step over five feet to the that way do i get all of them yeah ish yeah, yeah. okay yeah. i'll be there then okay so um spear just kind of crumples mm-hmm. to the ground in you a... can cast it from where you were or you can just step no. forward. You can just step forward. 20 feet of a point you choose within range. You can just step forward. Oh, never mind. Then I'll stay back and do it in the center of them. Okay. And then sword crumples to the ground and 33, did you say? Yes. 
and then so does mace and just leaving tiny on the end is is the sole one that's still awake i told you okay and then next up is claw what are you going to do there's one still awake it's looking kind of astonished and a little worried now that all of a sudden all the rest of the part of its group decided to go take a nap well it doesn't even know i'm there right not at this point well i'm gonna give it a surprise i'm gonna leap out and i will run towards it okay and it branches the spirit you and then as I'm running, I have a long sword in one hand. I bring out a dagger in the other. Yep. So for my attack action, I will swing. Ooh. Oh, that was a 16 and it turned into a three. Stupid indent on the little thing. So that is uh, a nine. No, it just is able to parry it aside. And then for my bonus action, I'll stab with my dagger. Okay. A nat 20. Okay, this time you catch it, though. Now that is 2d4 plus nothing for three. Okay, so it uh, seems to be uh, a fairly sound fighter. Um, and uh, it parries the first one, but then you catch it with the, with the dagger. And it strikes back at you. And is going to go after you uh, with the spear. Not real effective, though. This is going to be a seven to hit. It just hits air. Okay, so it just stabs at you and you're not there. Okay, and uh, then top of the... Oh, actually, excuse me. And then, uh, Nep, you get to go. I will run forward, try to knock out the uh, remaining frog person. Okay. You got a little nick with a dagger a second ago. Yeah, so I will punch him in the head. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe. That's a 10 to hit. No, it's able to just parry your blow aside. Second swing is another 10. Okay, no, yeah, just uh, it's made of sterner stuff than that. And then finally, Sunset, what are you going to do? Ray of Frost, the one that's still standing. Okay. With a net 20. Oh, wow. Another one? <laughs> Seems to be her idiom. It's the book. And 13 points of damage. Okay. And so you just see uh, Sunset jump up and just frost down the uh, tiny one. And it just, you know, kind of turns into the little chilly block of ice and hits the ground. Now we can get out Now of we here. can run after I... You have a full minute before they even start to wake up. Okay. Should we run or should we just deal with those who might track us here and now? No, we... We should run, but let's defer to the book just to make sure. Hmm, the book seems. What say the book? Um, we should we should get moving. Okay, so the whole group of you start pelting off, and um, like we said, you're you're somewhat panicked after this, and and uh, are able to uh, make it in uh, a wide swath away from the village. And uh, just as sun is coming up, you make it to the grassy banks of the mare and are back on real firm footing again. And uh, then are heading off into the forest of the Dryadium Silvarum there. 
And as you enter the shady boughs of the uh, oak trees there, that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, um, that was a bit of a shorter episode because, of course, uh, that fight was supposed to be a whole lot longer at the end. Um, Sleep Spell did a fantastic job. It's kind of a shame that uh, Sleep is kind of so eviscerated here at uh, the 5th edition. In previous editions, it was actually something you feared even at high levels. It could just take uh, creatures right out but they decided to change that around uh, lately so it is what it is and it was actually used quite effectively this time so that was fantastic and then just a couple other notes here uh, the sand cats those are actually panthers i just reskinned them as these sand kitties as well and just gave them the ability to kind of blend in with the terrain um, and that was kind of fun uh, didn't uh, work nearly as difficult as i thought but at the same time uh, gave the party a challenge and then, speaking of challenges, uh, I, if you remember, I gave the party a chance to go two separate routes, um, either down into the actual Calium Cetes area or up north more along the route of the Delta. And that actually would change up what encounters they hit. They were going to hit the Bullywogs no matter what, and those were Bullywogs at the end. Uh, but the Sandcats, they could dodge by going down into there, but then they would run into other tropical creatures. So uh, it really just kind of changed up how the uh, thing was going to present itself. But anyways, so the kittens have uh, been chased out by the undead and are now across the Mare all by themselves on their lonesome. Can they make it all the way to Galchabar in uh, Waterfall City? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>